Welcome to the Weekly Spiral. You are tuned into episode 32. My name is Cyrus. I have Casey and Durgan here with me. Today we have an interesting episode. We're going to do a dueling mock between Durgan and myself. We're going to make alternating picks. Um, and Casey is going to mediate, moderate, whatever you want to call it. Make sure things don't get out of hand and out of control. And make sure we all have a, a good, fun, and safe time. Uh, but first and foremost, how are we doing today, fellas? Excited. This might be the most excited I've been for a podcast. Not going to lie. <laughs> not gonna lie i'm just uh hoping to chan- channel my my inner roger goodell um hopefully <laughs> there's some booze wherever you're listening now in the in the car at home while you're cleaning whatever let the blue booze flow when the commissioner comes comes to, to announce the picks <laughs> yeah we got commissioner casey you're gonna be commissioner you're gonna be referee you're gonna be all the all the inner workings of the draft that is you um and you're gonna tee things off so we're gonna pick who starts by what are we going to do, Casey? You want to describe for the people? I'm going to, I'm going to sort of pass yeah. you the torch here and uh, let you take it. Of course. Thanks, thanks, GM Cyrus. I got uh, you. So instead of a coin toss or something boring like that, that's not that's not something our, our listeners can, can listen to. I'm going to give you guys a trivia question. And whoever gets closest to this number all right, is going to get the first pick in the 2020 NFL dueling draft for the weekly spiral. So... Obviously, uh, whoever gets this right, they're going to take their their team from worst to first, right? They're going to win the Super Bowl. So the question is, how much does the Super Bowl trophy cost to make? Oh, in I mean, we're talking dollars in here, right? U.S. dollars, yes. U.S. dollars. Okay. I will say eight hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars. Very specific number. Uh what is the material? Can I ask? It is sterling there... silver. Okay. And how much does it weigh? Uh it weighs seven pounds. I'm gonna say five thousand dollars. Uh you're both not very close, but it was twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> so I'm Cyrus closer. Is closer. Way closer. How was I so far off? Because <laughs> you so... guessed eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I thought you're super insane. expensive. Right, Hopefully your your picks are better than your, <laughs> your judgment on that. <laughs> I'm not a math uh, major. That's all right. right. GM Cyrus, your Bengals with the first overall pick. You are on the clock. Mm, okay. This is a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> they need everything. You know what I mean? So um I think I mean I think I know who I'm gonna pick here. If you're ready. Okay. So with the first pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Bengals select Joe Burrow. (gasps) Gas. I know, right? It's just applause. Nobody would have guessed it. Uh, Nobody saw that coming. Such a shocker. But yeah, I mean, it's this is the most obvious pick of the draft. This and and potentially what's about to come with Durgan's pick. We'll see. But um, yeah, I mean, the Bengals. It's time. They haven't, you know, they've been shit long enough, and I think this is their opportunity. You you don't know when and um, when they'll have the first pick again, and you don't know when 
one of the best quarterback prospects to come um, out of college will be available to you. So I know there was some drama around Joe Burrow and whether he wants to play for the Bengals. He said he'll play wherever he gets drafted. So you got to trust that and uh, you got to take him, take advantage of that quarterback uh, rookie contract window, try to get him as much help on the offensive line and some weapons as possible. And uh, yeah, hope this is the, the birth of your franchise moving forward and um, a new beginning. Yeah, I mean, that's the no-brainer pick right there. Burrow's going to be the safest quarterback prospect. Uh, I don't think he's a bust. I don't know if he'll live up to the number one overall hype based on what's around him. But if you're the Bengals, you got to pick him. Yeah, I mean, the the Bengals had an offensive efficiency rank of 30 out of 32 teams last, last year. So uh, clearly hurting for, for some help on the offensive side. And they're getting A.J. AJ Green back, right? They fan- franchise tagged him. I, I assume he's healthy now with a full year off. Um, I don't know if he'll be super enth- enthusiastic about coming back, but now he's got a real quarterback, and uh, they have a couple weapons. They got Giovanni Bernard and and Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd. Yeah. They've got some guys and some some tools, so I think you might see a big uptick in in their offensive production. But now that the Bengals have selected the Redskins, who went three and thirteen last year. They're on the clock. Offensive efficiency rank. They're one of the two teams that was below the Bengals, number 32. Worst offense in the league. Defensive efficiency rank, 27. Tell uh, us what you're thinking about, Durgan, and then we'll, we'll announce the pick. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they're they also a team that needs help everywhere. Uh, but they got a new coach. Ron Rivera is a smart guy. Uh, Daniel Schneider might be the worst owner in sports, but he got it right <laughs> this time. Uh, they got some guys uh, to work around. Uh, Sweat, who was their first-round pick last year, along with uh, the quarterback Haskins, who might not be the franchise, but I think he gets one more year. And Trent Williams, don't know what's going on with him, but I would be, be shocked if he played on the Redskins next year. But there's only one pick to make yeah. for the team. So with the second pick into the 2020 NFL Draft, the Redskins select... Chase Young, defensive end, Ohio State. The number one overall player in terms of talent in this draft, demon pass rusher, he's going to be a Hall of Famer if he stays healthy. Not even the Redskins can screw him up. Uh, they do have Brian Kerrigan, and I mentioned Montez Sweat, who was their first-round pick last year, but you could never have too many good pass rushers as the Niners showed this past season. So Chase Young, slam dunk pick. He is 100% going to the Redskins. I'd be shocked if they go anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's he's arguably a better overall player than than Joe Burrow. I oh, think maybe yes. less impactful just by the nature of their position. But those are the two cornerstones of of a team, usually the quarterback and pass rusher. So and you're, you're going to suck in next year anyway. They'll be one of the worst teams no matter what. Try again next year, get a top overall pick, uh, whether it be Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields from Ohio State. So they're they might not be competitive this year, but with Ron Rivera. They're heading towards the right direction. They are. And he's a defensive-minded head coach. So mm-hmm. makes sense to, to give him a defensive piece. But now the Lions, 3-12-1. They tied week one with the Cardinals. Remember that that fun uh, barn burner to, to open the season. But they are on the clock, the Lions, Cyrus. You're the GM. What are you thinking? What's going through your mind? I'm thinking we just traded away the best DB on our team. Uh, we signed Desmond Trufant, who's okay, uh, good good cornerback, uh, but not 
up to the standard that we had with Darius Slay. So I'm, uh, I won't spoil it, but I'm, I'm leaning defense with this pick. Yeah. So with the third pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Lions select Jeff Okuda, Ohio State cornerback. Um, this is the best cornerback in the draft, and I think that secondary needs a little bit of a uh, injection of life. Um, Darius Slay was a great cornerback. They traded him to the Philadelphia Eagles, so there's a hole there. Desmond Trufant hasn't played as well as he should, and they paid him a sizable amount of money. But um, this is a this is a must pick in my opinion. Jeff Okuda is a great cornerback. He has a lot of potential. Very high ceiling. He's a little stiff, um, but that comes when you have a taller cornerback. So we'll see if he can adapt to the next level. Um, I personally think that they trade this pick in reality. We're Mm -hmm. not doing trades in this, but I think they trade this pick to somebody who's hungry and wants Tua, needs a quarterback. But either way, I think they end up with Jeff Okuda, so I'm going to take him third overall. Yeah, I mean, the Lions, especially for having supposedly a defensive-minded head coach as well, with Matt Patricia, I mean, they have nothing on defense. The team needs cornerback, edge, linebacker, defensive line, safety. Like, can, if you, could you name one other guy on that defense aside from Darius Slay? I bet you a lot of fans probably wouldn't if, if they're not fans of the Lions. So, Well, the biggest name is Desmond Trufant now, and that's just a recent <laughs> signing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, so. yeah, they were ranked 29th defensive efficiency last, last year. And uh, the team up next, the Giants, went four and twelve, and they had they were twenty eighth ranked defensively, twenty fifth on offense. Um, you got a quarterback, you got a running back there, um, but a lot of a lot of places to patch up for the Giants. What are you thinking, Durgan? Yeah, no, I agree with what you said. They have their franchise quarterback, uh, they have franchise running back, they have some good receivers, they have a good tight end. Their defense, they've spent some money in free agency trying to pick up a few pieces. And also, I think the one need they could address is a pass rusher, but there mm-hmm. is not one at the spot where I would go for. So, with this pick... With the fourth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York football giants select... Oh, God. <laughs> Tristan Wirfs, Iowa, offensive tackle. Uh, he's the best offensive lineman in my eyes. He's very versatile as well, can play tackle or guard. They need protection for Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley. Tristan Wurst is a freak athlete. He was an all-state wrestler in high school. Uh, he ran like a 4-8-40 at the Combine. Had one of the best offensive lineman uh, performances all time. Really smooth. Uh, might play right tackle early in his career. Uh, then flip over left tackle. But they have Nate Soldier there. Who, yeah, he kind of struggled. But he can hold down that blind side. Have Tristan Wirfs play in the right side or our left guard first year, and then put him at the blind blind side uh, second year, and he'll be all pro for years to come. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good pick because you got to protect your your quarterback, and you got to give Saquon holes to actually run through. Because um, as we've seen, you can have a premier running back, but if that offensive line isn't doing it for you, they're not going to get much much headway. Um, so I think that could totally revamp what they're doing there. They've got a new head coach too, with uh, the former Joe Judge. Patriots coach, yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe Judge. So it'll be interesting to see how that offense transforms with and them I, there. I wouldn't be shocked either if they traded back. That's a very Patriots move to trade back in the draft. Mm-hmm. And uh, if Joe Judge had learned anything from Belichick, it'd be that. 
Uh, so maybe for a team that, you know, let's say two gets drafted at three or the Lions don't make a trade at all, I think the Giants are open for business as well for trading back. Yeah. So, Cyrus, now you're up. You got the Dolphins. The Dolphins are on the clock. A team that yeah. we thought was, like, by far and away, maybe the worst team's ever to play on an NFL football field early on in the season. They ended up winning five games. So they went 5-11. Defense pretty bad. Ranked 30th. Offense 24th. Seems like they're bringing back Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're they're down for that. Fitzmagic. Uh, what are you thinking? I, I don't have anything to think. I already know. Oh, you already know. All right. <laughs> well, with the, with the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tagovailoa. Tagav- I don't know how to say his last <laughs> name. You should learn how to pronounce his name if he's going to be your franchise quarterback, sir. Tagovailoa. 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 It's Tua. It's hands down Tua. This guy was the obvious number one pick for a long time. He played at a very high level for Alabama, which is, in my opinion, you know, it says something when you're playing against top-notch competition in college and consistently putting up good numbers. Um, everything that you want to see, he does. Everything that you value in a quarterback, he can make every throw. He's great footwork. Um, you know, he's 6'1". That's good enough height, in my opinion. I think that's a hugely overrated thing for quarterbacks anyways. But, yeah, Tua, I mean, me and Durgan have talked about this. I We both kind of think he might even have a better career than Burrow just because he'll probably end up in a better situation and he mm-hmm. is he is arguably a safer pick I think I know you said Joe Burrow is the safest pick in the draft but two has been doing it longer and there's a larger sample size to show that it's not just a flash in the pan and he's he's the real deal so as long as his recovery goes well which it sounds like he's ahead of schedule I think this is at th- at uh at uh, three is where I think he'll go. He'll he'll be somebody will trade up and and snap him. But at five, this is a steal. Is is there any way you think they don't take Tua or they allow someone to come up and if someone's desperate, like maybe the, the way Chargers, they don't take Tua is if the Chargers Panthers. jump up to three with the Lions, the Chargers trade above the the Dolphins, and then the Dolphins end up uh, taking Herbert instead. That's the only way they don't end up with Tua in my mind. I think either that or throughout the process from now until the draft. They've secretly fallen in love with Herbert and haven't let on. Um, but I think Tua is destined to be a Dolphin. Okay. There you and go. They also have three first-round draft picks. So they yeah. have the capital to move up. It's just, will they? They should, but will they? Well, do they need to? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if they like Jordan Love or Herbert, they can stand back. But if they want Tua, if that's their guy, it's going to be at three. Well, there was a news article circulating around uh, that they were interested in the number one pick. Yeah, like they might want Joe Burrow, so it'll be interesting. They have a they have a ton of firepower because they traded away everyone last <laughs> year. They uh, did. Minka got a number of firsts this year and next year, a number of twos this year and next year. But uh, let's move on. The L.A. Chargers are on the clock. I thought you were about to say San Diego. I almost did. I caught myself. That's why there was a pause there. <laughs> okay. So, some preface for this pick. It's not what I would do, but mm-hmm. it's what they will do. <laughs> okay. Well, with the sixth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Chargers select... Justin Herbert, quarterback, Oregon. 
Wow. I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Herbert guy, but for some reason everyone's saying oh, this guy is going to be a surefire first no top ten pick, and he has all the skills you want great arm athletic he's big, but he never put it all together at Oregon and he was a four year starter and shine showed no real signs of progression. Yes, his stats got better, but also helped that he had a better supporting cast around him. Uh, but mm-hmm. he had a great combine, great senior bowl. He was a senior bowl MVP. Uh, he was a Rose Bowl MVP. So his stock is, you know, ascending. It can't get any higher. I, 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 if I were the Chargers, I'd stick with Tyrod or take a chance on Jameis or Cam and just kind of mm-hmm. go for it, pick up a linebacker or an offensive lineman. But they're, they're going to pick Justin Herbert. I, I, I'd be surprised if they don't end up with a quarterback uh, in the first round. Yeah, I mean, I think Tyrod might end up being, if they do take Justin Herbert, what he's always been. is a guy that starts for a few games while a rookie can learn behind him and get up to speed. And if you think Justin Herbert is maybe a, a, a project, maybe just ride with Tyrod for, for the whole season. Uh, you probably won't do super well, especially in that division. Get another high draft pick and, and let him learn sort of work with Justin Herbert and get him there. I mean, they, they signed Brian Balaga. They have Austin Eckler. They have Keenan Allen. They have some offensive we- weapons. They just were decimated by injuries last year. So if, if they feel like they're a quarterback away and he might, you know, be able to be tailored and, and learn a little bit behind Tyrod Taylor, I think that might be a, a sneaky, sneaky good pick. I mean, they can still draft a guy like Cam, or not draft, but sign a guy like Cam Newton mm-hmm. and roll with three quarterbacks next year and let Herbert not play at all, which they should do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of Cam Newton, the Panthers are <laughs> on the clock. 5-11, 28th in offense, 20th in defense. Uh, got a lot of team needs, the, the Panthers do. Cornerback, offensive tackle, defensive line, uh, interior offensive line, tight end, quarterback. I guess they solved that with uh, two gloves Teddy. But what are you thinking, Cyrus? I'm torn on this one. There's sort of two players that I want to pick with this one pick, and I'm not sure which one to take. Um, but I'm leaning towards – I'll tell you I'm leaning on the defensive side of the ball specifically. And, uh, yeah, there's two players here that I really want. So, All right. Well, we'll the see. pick is in. So with the seventh pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Carolina Panthers select. Damn. Uh <laughs> Let's go Derek Brown, uh, defensive lineman out of Auburn. Um, Brown, he was he was going to come out last year, and he would have been a top-five pick. I think you're getting top-five talent this year as well. He's 6'5", 316, tons of upside. Um, he's that interior disruptor on the D-line that the Panthers need, and I think he will succeed Gerald McCoy very well. So this, this will be a steal in my mind at seven. Um, you build through the trenches. That's a that's a mm-hmm. methodology for success in the NFL, I believe. And I think he can be in that uh, in that mold, uh, in that Gerald McCoy mold moving forward. For sure. They need it. And that's a good place to start. Build inside out. Because um, that, can, that can free up a lot of stuff on your defense. Like we've seen with yeah. the Niners, like we've seen with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a super powerful tool. To, to build that defensive line and start winning there and it just frees everything else up on on your entire team the offense too yep the best secondary is a good pass rush for sure true true words and you're gonna need a good secondary if you're playing against this next team the arizona cardinals with deandre hopkins and larry fitzgerald and christian kirk 
are on the clock. And Kenyon Drake, you can throw that guy in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it would have been a no-brainer to pick a receiver before they got Hopkins. Now they got Hopkins, and it really comes down to offensive line help because uh, mm-hmm. they have a pretty bad offensive line. Uh, their defense isn't so great either, but you spent the number one overall pick last year on Kyler Murray, so you got to get him some protection. For sure. So with the eighth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals <clears throat> select. Becky Becton. Mm-hmm. I think they said his name wrong. But Louisville. Louisville offensive tackle, an absolute behemoth of a human being, 6'7", 380 pounds, can run a 5'140", super athletic for his size. So even though he's so big, he's going to be able to keep up with the um, up-tempo Cardinals attack. I think year one, you have him at right tackle. He's still a lot of technical issues work out, uh, especially with his feet. But I think he's so big that you can't get around him. Mm. All he needs is that one step to push out. And no speed rusher is going to get outside of him because he's just so big and he has a good job with his hands. He's so strong to push down the uh, edge rushers. Still, he needs a year or two maybe to develop, but his upside is the highest of any offensive tackle. I think it would be a perfect fit uh, for the Cardinals at eight. Yeah, and I, I think that's something that's super important for young quarterbacks. Um, build them an offensive line so they're not just getting sacked. They don't get uh, start seeing ghosts like Sam Darnold. Um, it's it's underrated. Obviously, you want to get some weapons for them, but uh, fans are never super pumped about the offensive tackles that you select or the offensive line. They're not uh, doesn't doesn't get people all excited to go buy their jerseys. But very important for team building and protecting your your young quarterback. So uh, next. On the clock, we have the Jacksons, Jacksonville slash London Jaguars. Oh, there you go. So I just want to thank Durgan for taking my uh, third overall tackle instead of any of the other ones. Uh, so that's <laughs> nice. But this, so now I'm in a weird position because the player that I would have potentially taken at seven is still there. I don't know that it's a fit in Jacksonville, but do you go best player available? I don't know. I think you might. So I'm ready when you are for this pick. Okay, with the ninth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Isaiah Simmons. Um, mm. I don't know that linebacker is a need, but I also don't know that he's a linebacker. He can play almost anywhere on the defense. He is a physical specimen. He had one of the best combines we've ever seen for somebody his size. Um, he can play safety. He can really play almost any position, like I was saying, and uh, he's just an absolute physical freak. So. Uh, I think they can mold him into almost anything they want on the defense. And the Jacksonville in the past has built through uh, the draft on defense. And I think they continue to do so here with this pick. And at, at uh, nine, it's a steal. Yeah. I mean, that that defense that took them to the, the AFC championship game a couple years ago has been absolutely decimated. You know, Jalen yeah. Ramsey is gone. Yannick Ngakwe wants to get out. Dante AJ Fowler Bouye is gone. gone AJ Bouye is gone. Clay yeah. Campbell. Clayus Campbell, all yeah. those guys are gone. So it's a totally they, new yeah. defense, totally new team. They don't have Blake yeah. Bortles at the helm. They need talent. They need, they talent. need some talent. Yeah. They, they need, need cornerbacks too. Like that's that's why I was torn because they really need some new cornerbacks. Um, but this Isaiah Simmons is too good to pass up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So now we got Cyrus's favorite team, <laughs> the Browns, are on the clock. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> 
Yeah, the Browns, I mean, you don't know where you can get from them. But if there was one issue last year that was obvious besides Baker Mayfield. It was the offensive line. Mm-hmm. They need offensive linemen uh, in a bad way. They have, I mean, they have a tight end. They got running backs. They got receivers. They got pass rushers. So they have some players. They just, in the trenches, need to build, uh, get a little stronger. So I'm going with. Okay. With the 10th pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Cleveland Browns select. Jedrick Wills, Alabama offensive tackle. He played right tackle Alabama, but that was the blind side for Tua since he's left-handed. So he has experience protecting the quarterback's blind side. Really technically sound. Uh, not a great athlete like Worfs or Becton, but he's just solid all around. I'm not sure if he's ever going to be all-pro you know, mm. superstar, but I think he's going to be a really good tackle for a long time. Uh, they, they had Joe Thomas for so long on so many bad teams, and he was probably the best tackle during yeah. his time with the Browns. So they need that left tackle, you know, strong man. They had Greg Robinson that past year, and he got arrested for a felony <laughs> drug charge. So, yeah, they, they need help on the offensive line. And Wills, he, he's, yeah, like I said, he's really solid, really good player. Comes from Alabama, so he played against the best in practice and on Saturdays. So he's going to be a good player for a long time. For sure. And I, I felt like just watching casually, whenever Baker experienced pressure, uh, he didn't do well. And that offensive line struggled. Um, so I, I think this might calm him down a little bit. And uh, like you said, they have a ton of skill guys. Uh, yep. everything that you want outside um, and even at the running back position too. So uh, that seems like the next logical step to take, especially with a, an offensive minded head coach with Stefanski coming, Stefanski coming in. But yeah, now we got another young quarterback. The New York jets are on the clock ranked 29th with Adam Gates at the helm in offensive efficiency, efficiency rank 15th in defense. What well, first off, um, I just want to say I like that pick for the Browns. Jedrick Willis is my – that was my offensive tackle too, so solid pick, and I think it's much needed. So on to the Jets. Um, they have needs. <laughs> they have a lot. Um, offensive tackle, wide receiver, edge. Yeah. Inside and offensive line, linebacker, cornerback. So in this position at number 11 – assuming they don't move and trade, there's really only one of those positions that they need that there's still a true elite option available, in my opinion, uh, like mm-hmm. a surefire pick. So I'm ready when you are, Casey, if you want to tee it off. So with the 11th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select... Jerry Judy, wide receiver, Alabama. Um, you lost Robbie Anderson. Jerry Judy's a better receiver than Robbie Anderson is, and you're going to give Sam Darnold his number one weapon for as long as he is healthy and able to play. So um, Jer- Jerry Judy, is not he's not like Julio Jones-level athleticism, but he is one of the best wide receiver prospects to come out of the draft, um, probably since Julio Jones. He's, he's considered better than previous Alabama receivers, um, and there's been some really good ones. So I think he probably could go earlier than this, depending on, you know, a team will definitely fall in love with him. But uh, 11 for the Jets, I think, is a good pick. I don't think he makes it past the next pick. So this mm-hmm. is this is the move, in my opinion, because the rest of the tackles available, you could take Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, but um, I don't I, I don't like him if you have to take him at 11. I would I would have preferred the other three offensive tackles that are already off the board. 
But if those are not available, you have a surefire stud at receiver just sitting there, and you have no receivers on this team. So Jerry yeah. Judy it is. I mean, Jerry Judy was ranked number three overall on Durgan's big board. You can check that out on weeklyspiral.com. So to pick that guy up at at 11 is kind of almost a steal. I'm surprised uh, this is the first receiver taken at 11. You know, like Cyrus was saying, I think someone might fall in love with him along the way and uh, maybe reach a little bit or uh, go for the flashy pick. But um, definitely a really good pickup for for Donald in that offense for sure. Um, Yeah. And I but. think just also just saying, I think right now, when we actually watch the draft, mm-hmm. 11 and through the rest of the first round, you're going to see a big run on receivers. Like, yeah. I think the first 10 picks are going to be these three offensive linemen, your quarterbacks, which are going to take about six of those 10 picks. And then you're yeah. going to see some DBs and uh, edge rushers taken. And then I think once we get to this point, you're going to see the top tier receivers go quick. Yeah, well... The Raiders definitely need one, and they're on the clock next. So seven to nine, gonna be the Las Vegas Raiders next time. Time we see them, no draft in Vegas, all virtual. Apparently, how long are people gonna say? How long are people gonna say Oakland like they did with San Diego? Oh, probably twenty years. Twenty years, (laughs) at least for me. I'm gonna stay here forever. Yeah, but actually, they were ranked number sixth offensive efficiency, thirty second in defense, though. So, yeah, if there's one kind of player that the Raiders love, it's speed. Mm-hmm. They love the fast guys. Uh, and like you said, uh, to be a run on receivers, I don't see a scenario where the Raiders at 12 don't pick a receiver. So it, there's one guy in mind I think they'll pick. Okay. Well, with the 12th pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select. Henry Ruggs, Alabama receiver, probably the fastest player. Well, not definitely is the fastest player in the draft. He might be faster than Tyree Kill, and that guy's in the league right now. He, he's going to be really? dynamite. Uh, but I'm not as high as him as I am on Judy and on C.D. Lamb. But mm-hmm. for the kind of guys the Raiders covet in the history and kind of guys Gruden likes. Henry Ruggs is the guy. He's going to be like a Deshaun Jackson, if he stays healthy, type player, where he might not get the volume of catches, but he's going to take one to the house every single game almost or make a big play out of it because he can fly. He ran like a 4-240 and was disappointed about it. That's how fast he is. (laughs) Yeah, he's got serious speed. And, uh, I mean, I I don't know that John Gruen's offense is built for the big play, but... It doesn't have to be built for the big play when you've got Henry Ruggs because, like mm-hmm. you said, he can take anything to the house at any moment, uh, catch a little slant, or get you beat over the top uh, and make a big explosive play that changes the game. And that's that's something the Raiders definitely need because they have Darren Waller mm-hmm. and really who else? I mean, you got you got that Waller. It needs some space for him. So you have a guy mm-hmm. like Ruggs who can go deep. That's going to take out two DBs right there guarding him. And all of a sudden, you're getting single coverage on Waller over the middle. Mm-hmm. And exactly. a, guy like, a guy like Ruggs, he's not the best route runner, but year one, have him run deep route every single time. Yeah, for sure. And now we have Durgan's team, but Cyrus gets to make the pick. The 49ers. So I clock. think, personally, I think Durgan took Henry Ruggs so that I'm forced to take this next player <laughs> for the Niners. Uh, I'm pretty sure. The plot but thickens. That's all right. Uh, I don't mind taking this player. I think... 
Uh, I'm leaning offense. I think they took defense with their first pick last year. This is this pick, by the way, is the DeForest Buckner trade. This is why they're at number 13. Mm-hmm. Um, so ready when you are. Okay, with a 13th pick via the Indianapolis Colts, the 49ers select C.D. Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Um, instantly becomes wide receiver two. You lost Emmanuel Sanders in free agency. Um, so this will be your number two alongside Debo Samuel going forward. He struggled to get targets and touches um, with Jalen Hurts at quarterback at Oklahoma, but he still showed phenomenal route running skills. Uh, he's really good run after the catch. He's not a burner, but he has enough speed to separate um, in short to medium routes. So I like this pick. He's wide receiver two on my board. I think he's more uh, well-rounded than Henry Ruggs, but like you said, teams fall in love with that 4-2 something speed. So um, can't fault that pick, but I think CeeDee Lamb is more polished and um Outside of Jerry Judy, I think he's the the best receiver in this yeah. draft. I mean, I think he gives you at least maybe a little bit less in year one than Emmanuel Sanders did, but the potential to be really, really good. And to pair him with Debo Samuel now, Nick Bosa, all those guys on their, their rookie contracts, uh, the, the Niners are going to be hanging around for a while, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, you got Kittle, too, and you've got all the offensive weapons. Um and I think he's a better pro than he is a college receiver. Um, like, I think his, especially last year, like, he didn't, Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. He's a decent quarter. He's a decent college quarterback, but he doesn't have the throwing ability that, um, you know, Jimmy G will, for instance. And other than other than quarterback play, I mean, CeeDee Lamb has everything I would want in a receiver. He has size. He has good enough speed. Um, his hands are great. So. For sure. For I sure. love it. Pick. Great pick. Great pick. Yeah. But think, I think Kyle Shanahan wants rugs because he can do a lot of creative stuff with it's a guy true. with that speed. So I, I think true. the Niners will take any of th- the top three receivers, but I think he wants Judy, Ruggs, and then Lamb. Don't, forget about, uh, don't yeah. forget about T. Higgins as well. But That's the, team. the Niners, they also could draft defense here, uh, D-tackle to replace Buckner. I wouldn't do it, mm. but they could, and then target a guy like T. Higgins – or Justin KJ Jefferson. Hamler, Jefferson at 31. Yeah. It just seems like such an opportunity to add a skill guy. It'd be hard to pass up, I think. And, yeah. and especially if, if Salah keeps getting head coaching looks, Kyle Shanahan might be able, let me just load up the offense. Yeah. And I trust me more than a rotating carousel of defensive coordinators as they get jobs. And, so. and the whole, they, when they didn't sign, re-sign Emmanuel Sanders, it was obvious they're targeting receiver at 13. Right. Yeah. Well, the next team, the Bucks. I don't think they really need a receiver. They've no, got they Mike Edwins not. or Mike Evans, Godwin, and now they got TB12 down in Tampa Bay. The Bucks are on the clock with the 14th pick. This this is a tough one because, like you said, they have Tom Brady now, and Tom Brady cures a lot mm-hmm. uh, on their offense. They get rid of the ball really quickly. Uh, they might need a running back still, but. At this point, not worth it in my eyes. And their defense was sneaky good last year. I mean, they were not they were not put in good situations with Jameis mm-hmm. turning the ball over thirty times, thirty plus times. <laughs> yeah. uh, but as I look at the board here, I think they realize they have a two year window, give or take, with Tom Brady. They mm-hmm. have to make sure he stays healthy, and they need to make sure he stays off the ground. For sure. Well. With the 14th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select. 
Andrew Thomas, Georgia offensive tackle. Uh, he can play tackle. He can also play guard. Uh, he's an absolute mauler in the run game. Uh, pass, you know, that's where he struggles a little bit. Still very solid, but really good in the run game. Uh, can push guys around quick. Has great size. And if they are going to try to get that run game going, they need guys who can block. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, need pass blockers as well, but Tom Brady at this age can't be a guy that throws the ball 40 times a game. You yeah. know, guys that was 25, you know, 30 max. And if Ronald Jones is going to be your best running back, Ronald Jones and a rookie will be running backs, you need guys who can block. Andrew Thomas, really safe selection. Kind of like Wills. I mean, a little bit lower than Wills in terms of he's never going to be an all-pro superstar, but he's going to be a solid offensive lineman uh, for years to come. Yeah, uh, and you definitely want to protect Brady if that's your yeah. <clears throat> if you're all in on, on Tom and uh, he needs protection. Uh, I don't think he's a guy that really wants to take hits. Um, nope. Another blog post, post plug here. There did a film breakdown on Tom Brady and, and how he's developed uh, sort of three, through the years and especially at the end of last year. Um, but he likes to get the ball out quick now. So he doesn't want to get hit. He doesn't want to take unnecessary hits. He's he's an older dude. Um, he's not about that life anymore. So about it. solidify that offensive line and protect him. Make sure he has a little bit of time. He's comfortable back there. And he can get the the ball to to those playmakers outside. Um, so we're on the flip side of that. We got the Broncos with Drew Locke. Um, started the last six games, I think, um, for the Broncos. So with the the 15th selection, the Broncos are on the clock here. Uh yeah, Drew Locke, uh, my man. You're gonna have to <laughs> you gonna have to wait a little bit for some help, I think with this next pick but uh i'm ready when you are dude okay with the 15th pick in the 2020 nfl draft the denver broncos select cj henderson cornerback florida um he is the prototypical vic fangio cornerback he's six foot one he's got speed he's pretty agile for six foot one um and i've heard talk that he could go in the top 10 so i think you know, at 15, you're getting a, a CB1, I think, moving forward in the future. Maybe not immediately. Cornerbacks take some time to develop. But um, he is a legit uh, prospect at the position. He has issues tackling, which is a problem, but I think it's something that's fixable. But really, what do you want your cornerbacks to do more than anything else? Be able to cover. So I think at 15, it's a steal. I would not hesitate that defensive backfield doesn't necessarily need immediate help as much as maybe some of the other side of the ball uh basically all you have right now i think is Cortland sutton and noah fant but yeah um i don't see any must take prospects so either you trade back try to get a few second round receivers and some other help on the offensive side of the ball maybe some second round tackles whatever it may be but if not i think cj henderson is the the value pick at 15 Sure. I mean, I I think that fits with what Vic Fangio wants to do. They're going to get Chubb back, who tore his ACL early on in the season. They still got Von Miller. Um, so combine those with, with C.J. Henderson now to, to give them a little bit more time to get to the quarterback, and, and that defense could, could look totally revamped and um, yeah, alive again. So. I do want to say, if Henry Rugg somehow falls to 15, though, I think he'd be a perfect complement for Cortland Sutton, and sure. that would be a really interesting dynamic duo. But um, it's questionable whether that would happen. For sure, for sure. Well, we have one more pick in this uh, this episode. We have the Falcons 
at 16. Yes. Uh, finished 8-8. Eight and eight. They looked pretty bad. It was a pretty rough go in the beginning of the year, and then Dan Quinn uh, figured out how to win a few games and, and save his job. Um, but we're going to end after this pick, and then we're going to do the, the next pick starting with 17 next week. But before we get there, we got a, an all-important pick, Durgan. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to have to bring us home here. Yes. What are the Falcons going to do at 16? They need defense. Uh, there's that graphic. I mean, we might have talked about it last week where like 10 of their 11 starters on offense are first-round picks. So mm-hmm. offense will not be the problem this year for them. Uh, Dan Quinn, a defensive-minded head coach, they need defense, and that aligns perfectly with the board. Uh, it just matters of where on defense they go, but I know who they will pick. Okay, well, with the 16th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select... Javon Kinlaw, South Carolina defensive lineman. Uh, really aggressive player. Lines up at defensive tackle. If you run a 4-3, you probably play a 3-4 end as well. But his burst off the ball is excellent. Uh, it's kind of a slow, uh, you know, slow riser. He didn't play much his first two years South Carolina. Uh, the junior got in the starting rotation but didn't have a huge impact. And then this year was just a one-man wrecking crew. Uh, he just blew offensive guards and centers back. And now that the Falcons have Fowler from the Rams at edge, mm-hmm. I think they can address the interior more, uh, make himself a little more well-rounded. They need linebackers. They need corners. They need safeties. Uh, if you didn't pick Henderson, I would have gone Henderson here. But Kinlaw, who's my 17th rated player, lines up really close to 16 here. Uh, I think they attack the middle of the defensive line rather than edge, and Kinlaw will be perfect for the kind of uh, de-tackle that Quinn wants. For sure. I mean, that defense does need help. I mean, you listed all the needs. Uh, they need help sort of everywhere, and they were ranked 24th last year in, in defensive efficiency. Um, so it makes sense. I mean, you guys are, are killing it. I think that was that was pretty fun. You guys got any final thoughts in the, in the first 16? I think uh, we did a good job, actually. We did really good. There's no crazy picks. Like, we stayed focused yeah i think uh through 16 it's it's a lot more predictable than it will be next episode it's going to be very exciting to see how 17 through 32 goes so that'll be fun because i think there's more variance than uh in the first 16 picks so we'll see for sure for sure and the first team up will be cyrus's favorite the cowboys (laughs) <laughs> and he'll be oh, so I'm for picking him. for the Cowboys. All right, yeah. time, to, time so, to sabotage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time where we get to see if Cyrus is going to be object- objective. Finally, uh, does his love of the draft override his hate <laughs> for the Cowboys? Tune in next but... episode on the Weekly Spiral. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it does, but I think my love of our integrity uh, outweighs. There you go. You know, you know what I mean? You know, journalistic I mean? integrity. Journalistic yeah. integrity. Yeah, I feel it. Um, I feel it. Yeah, so we'll see. It'll be fun, but uh, you know, I don't like that I have to do this pick. Anyways, <laughs> that is well, going to wrap things up here on episode thirty-two. Uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. It has been a fun episode. We're trying something new. Tune in next time for uh, pick seventeen through thirty-two, as uh, Casey said. And uh, yeah, well, we're looking forward to that. That'll be fun. So with that. This has been a Weekly Spiral production, bringing you fresh football every week. Please check us out on our website, weeklyspiral.com. All our draft coverage and player analysis will be up there. And we look forward to chatting with you all next week.